well, that was weird. It was like just a label in the corner that said recording will start soon and like nothing happened. And then now suddenly something happened. Anyway, it's freak hot in Cape Town. He's lying. Like if you if you in Cape Town, like I don't know, like if Kevin now are you like in a different weather zone? <laughs> well, I don't everyone else feels everyone else is a birdie. Shadley says no. <laughs> I'm wearing a lot of clothes, so I'm getting quite warm right now. But I wasn't getting hot for the most of the day. Yeah. So no. Just lose it. No. Menopause. It's, 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 it's okay. No, you guys are gaslighting me. He's meteorologically wrong. <laughs> Look, if it was just me in my house that was saying this, it's one thing. But I was like sweating like a dingus. All my kids were like, my kids were complaining today. No, it's not me. Everyone around you is boiling because you're just giving up. Because I'm radiating it. No, 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 no. My kids are saying to me, Daddy, you're on the SGB at the school. You need to organize so that we get a new uniform because these dresses are so uncomfortable. And it's supposed to be our summer uniform. We are dying. And it's just like sweat and heat and your actress. It's supposed to be like 25 or 26 today. Look, I don't know. It wasn't that hot today. Yeah, it was, it was 25. Oh, like to like yesterday. Yesterday was all... boiling. Yesterday was probably. No, yesterday violent. was like yesterday was definitely worse. But no, man, I just I can't with this heat. And like I think you know what was also so annoying about it. It was like this morning I got up and it was raining. I don't know if it was raining, but it was thing, yeah. properly raining, right? You got the light spray like someone was just talking with the back open. It was more like, uh, not like that year. <laughs> uh, I get the kids in the car. I drive them to wherever I drop them at school. I take my other daughter to UCT. And like UCT is like a whole meteorological mystery that place you. Because <laughs> I'm driving from you, Newlands, Claremont. I was going to say, you get the whole... So, whole I, like I drove into the other weather system. I got, these, the, yeah. I got the top there by the steps. The sun is shining. It's Summertime. You know I dropped her. I was full. And I left my place. Yeah, I yeah, yeah. Completely dressed by the time I got to UCT. It's the worst. I, I, uh, like, uh, I can remember this day so distinctly. No, the sun is shining. It's great and whatever. And me and my friend, my best friend, decide we're gonna go visit our chummies, who are at university, because you know we were like losers. We didn't get into UCT, but we're like we're gonna go visit them. And we we rock up at UCT, and it's storming. Like stormy stuff, just at UCT. We are wearing shorts, <laughs> shorts and, and short sweaters. And we ran into these two girls that was also at school with us. And the two of them are wearing strappy sandals and sundresses. Right? But it is storming. And so, like, uh, it's me like that. Yeah, and like so me and me and my chummy and those two girls and a couple of other people that we were in school with, we like had to hide in a stairwell because you couldn't be outside. So we just found someplace that's inside because every building was packed because nobody could leave it. Like UCT is like just, they must do like a study on its own for that place. Yo, it's the something else. Like the, like every morning my daughter's like, what must I wear? It's like, I don't know. <laughs> what, what world are we going to work walk into when we get to UCT? So You must take, you must take something for, for every possible like outcome. You don't take a bag what, man, for... For books, you take a bag was for like spare clothing. That's what. Yeah. Anyway, UCT and its weather. 
Are we in salam alaikum <laughs> to episode 62 of 1 million of IGS Watchlist. I am your host, Zaykril, alongside a triumphant trio of nerds, starting with the Kervin team himself, Kervin Kluter, the nerd from nowhere, Shadli Desai, and the second Shamalama Ding Dong, Shamiz Patel, Papathanasi, yo! Welcome back, Shamiz. Did you sleep like a last week? Did I, oh, yes, I missed an episode. Yeah, because you sleep sure. like a nap. <laughs> This is a good nap, obviously. She only woke up now. She <laughs> <laughs> get up now. I really do wish that were the case. But yes, thank you. It was good to have an early night. I don't think it's appropriate to sleep like for a week. I don't know. That's a sign of ill health, <laughs> is my suspicion. Um, not generally a good thing to do. Uh, but but you got some rest. That's the important I part. I got some rest. Oh, okay, that's that's nice. I have not rested uh, at all since Sunday. Thank you, <laughs> because I have to watch Saltburn, and I've been troubled ever since. Um, yeah, it's not so bad, man. Why are you like that? <laughs> what? Why such a bitch, bro? <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, so last week, uh, well, not last week, actually, technically two weeks ago, we the theme was. Uh, movies that you wouldn't watch with your parents. And I think the right movie won. Like the absolute yep. uh, right definitely. movie won. Like whatever you think of the movie, you definitely don't watch it with your mommy or your daddy. I don't know, Shadley. Shadley, maybe we'll do that. I don't know. <laughs> it's weird. Nah. No. 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 Big no. There, there, there are like limitations as to what I will do. <laughs> and that is not something I'm willing to like test the boundaries and like see what happens. No, thank no. you. I'd rather watch Fifty Shades with them. Yeah, Fifty Shades yeah, no, is that's what, mild. That's what I meant when I said I would have rather watched Fifty Shades. Like, I don't know what goes on in no, that movie. Don't, don't no, no. We know what you mean. No, but 50, <laughs> no, no, but the thing is, like, is Fifty Shades more, less of a fucked up movie? Yes. Is Fifty Shades a better movie? Fuck no. No, <laughs> no I don't think so. <laughs> I think it's a look, even having not seen it, that uh, I think I saw the first one, I can't remember, but I haven't seen like the third one, which I just assumed it was. Yeah, um, it was gone mean different ways, yeah. <laughs> um, so uh, yeah, we we nominated Saltburn, uh, Fifty Shades Freed, Road Trip, and Babylon, yes, yeah, right. And I think it was overwhelmingly Saltburn, people were like, Yeah, this is the one we want, we want them to watch this movie. Um, and it really is an incredibly uncomfortable movie. Like there was that whole thing that was happening, um, like on TikTok, where people were like, "What?" Like it was a challenge to watch the movie with your parents. And I think those people, those children, have been emancipated from their parents now. That's what that's what I heard. Everybody that watched <laughs> watched it with their parents, <laughs> like just disowned, disinherited, not getting any money, just died and moved on. I would like to 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 bring the, the guilty party to the podium. To speak on this matter, <laughs> the one who nominated the film, Mrs. Wow. Elodie, the. Shamiz Patel, Patanashio Elodie. I was, but only following the theme rules. Yeah. Wait, 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 hold on, hold on, hold on. Actually, no, that is a lie because the theme rules was inspired by you wanting to nominate this movie. It's the other way around. Exposed. Exposed. You have no proof. 
Um, no, there's actually there is actually proof. There's a WhatsApp I, proof. I I jumped into this movie as not as soon as I could. That would be a lie because it was out for a bit. But as soon as I found some time, I watched this movie because I knew that there were some dodgy scenes, and I was scared that they would be spoiled for me. Because even though I don't like a dodgy scene, I do want to experience it myself and not expect it. That sounds kind of sus. I know that it sounds <laughs> going in, but it's the same with seeing a, a character that I love die. Do I enjoy seeing them die? No, but I want to be surprised. Um, so I, I watched this movie on my own, and afterwards, the well, the next morning at least, told my husband all about it, like play by play. And by the end of my retelling, he just said, "I was better off not knowing." so for those that maybe don't know Saltbird is a 2023 black comedy when comedy is doing a lot of heavy lifting there a 2023 black comedy psychological thriller written and directed co-produced by Emerald Fennel starring um, I'm going to slaughter this guy's name again I can never say his surname properly Barry Kewen is that how you say it? Kewen Kewen Barry Kewen, Jacob Elordi, Rosamund Pike, Richard E. Grant, Alison Oliver, uh, Archie Mandekwa, and a brief appearance by Carrie Mulligan, um, who starred in Emerald Fennel's previous movie, Promising Young Woman, which is apparently amazing. So the basic plot of the movie is in late 2006, scholarship student Oliver Quick struggles to fit in at the University of Oxford because of his inexperience with upper-class manners. He befriends Felix Catton, played by uh, Jacob Elordi, an affluent and popular student who is sympathetic to Oliver's stories about his parents' substance abuse and mental issues. When Oliver becomes distraught over his father's sudden death, Felix comforts him and invites him to spend the summer at the family estate, Saltburn. Yeah. That sounds... Butch, sounds yeah, that tells you nothing. Yeah, that's that's not, look. Even um, the trailer, the the trailer doesn't really clue you too much into what's going on. Because I remember when that trailer dropped, I can't. I think it was probably Gervin, not me, but one of us put that trailer in the in the group specifically because Jacob Elordi is in it, and we we like we know that Shamiz is like it's Jacob Elordi, Tom Hiddleston. I'm so and, normal about. <laughs> yeah, and so we put it. It's like, hey, look, like your guy is in like a film and whatever. And she was like, I need to watch this immediately. Um, and it was never released in cinemas here, unfortunately. Or well, maybe fortunately, because uh, I, I, I would just on that note, I would like to point out that Shamiz was hoping for a cinema release of this movie, which would have been an interesting experience to watch. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So I'm um, glad that I didn't see it in the cinema. <laughs> <laughs> I will say that, as even though like a, a ginormous Jacob Elordi face, like the montage at the beginning, I think it was about twenty five minutes of him being handsome. Yeah, would have been <laughs> nice, but uh, not worth it. No, thank you. No. So then, uh, yeah. So that's like the basic premise, right? Like uh, uh, Barry Keown, Keown, Keown. Um, he Just goes Barry. Barry, Barry. So yeah. Barry Felix, no? Just call him by his character name. <laughs> Oliver Quick. So he goes to Saltburn because he's like he's he's sad because his his daddy like died, and so he goes there and and uh, they like hang out for the summer there and whatever. And then 
as the movie goes, like actually a lot of this happens even before they go to Saltburn because it actually takes a while before they yeah. get there. Mm-hmm. Right? It's like a good, a good, I would say like half an hour to 40 minutes of the film. They're still out on Oxford. But like Oliver's whole deal is, is that he is, he is kind of awkward. Man. He's like, he's a bit of a nerd. And like in the very beginning of the movie, when he goes to have um, supper in the, like the, the mess hall, there's nowhere to sit and nobody's like making an effort. It's like, it was like very uh, mean girls, actually. Mean girls. <laughs> yeah. Right. And so he sits with this other dude, this character I can't remember, uh, a ca- character's name, sorry, that I can't remember. This guy's also like a nerd who's obsessed with math. And then this guy basically says to him, like, yeah, look, we're the nerds. Nobody else here is going to accept us because we're not like rich and popular and handsome and whatever. And so we're just going to be the, the people that don't have friends who have to become friends. Uh, and Oliver is like not keen on this idea because this dude is even more awkward than Oliver. <laughs> right? The screaming. The screaming. <laughs> just like, yeah, that was weird. Like, I'm like, yo, okay. Just like a not liquor bra, basically, right? He doesn't do anything like, um, you know, like it's not like he wears his pants around his knees or something like that, but it's just like, it's just, his vibes is not liquor, man, you know? And then, um, it's clear that Jacob Elordi's Felix is like super popular because all the the the, the women are always around him and he's, he's like the, this big and handsome guy and he's he's very uh, gregarious and like just like a liquor guy, just like just the complete opposite of this other oak. And then one day, uh, Oliver is riding his bike and he finds uh, he finds Felix like on the pathway. He's got a flat tire on his bike, and then Oliver says to him, "Listen." Okay, you can take my back because you need to be at the at the tat or something really urgency. I don't have anywhere I need to be. Take my bike, go where you need to go. I'll walk your bike back and I'll leave it at the wherever. And you can just return my bike when you go. Like that's seems all very nice and sweet and whatever. And then uh, because of that interaction, Felix starts to draw uh, Oliver into his circle because he's actually a, a cool dude. He's actually a nice guy. Yeah, it's and not like your typical like chalk, like mm. or this no. is actually like genuinely like, yeah, cool. I look out for when, you, you're my brother. When Sadie's when Sadie's done with her just the summary, this is a point that I that I'm stuck on is yeah. how kind Felix is. Yeah, at the end. We'll, we'll we'll come back to it. He does have that thing where he was completely oblivious because, like, Oliver is like, no, I'm, like, in school with you. It's like, oh, are you? It's like, we're, like, right next to each other, constantly walking past each other. But, like, once he notices him and knows who he is and stuff, he's, like, really cool with him. And he tries to bring him into the circle and stuff. And then there's, there's like, a scene where, um, like, they're all drinking at, like, the pub or whatever, and then it becomes Oliver wants to leave. And then uh, there's another character. Oh, what is his name again? Archie's Archie. Archie's yeah. character. Farley. Like, Farley. Farley. Yeah, Farley. So Farley's Farley. like a real drunk, right? And then Farley like insists that Oliver needs to stay because he knows that it's going to be Oliver's turn to buy the next round of drinks. And they, they also know that Oliver is there on a scholarship whereas the rest of the crew is all people from my They're all upper class or went to high school and eat probably or whatever. So they've got money and he's got nothing. And so this Farley like insists he must say because he's trying to embarrass him. And then because of peer pressure, he like says he's going to go and he doesn't have money. And he's like trying to get the barman to give him a round of drinks and I'll pay you tomorrow. 
right? And Felix vibes on this, realizes what's going on, goes up to them and like says, hey man, you dropped your money, this fell out of your wallet, and he gives it to him, he like covers for him so they can pay for it and save face. And that's how like things, and that becomes, the, they start really hanging out and talking and confiding in each other and stuff like that. And then obviously, as the, the synopsis said, his father dies and they go to Saltburn and that's where things fly off the rails. Just completely. <laughs> I do want to I do want to add that they have a little tough um one day in one of their dorms. They have a little tough where Oliver yes. basically tells Felix that he doesn't have to take care of himself. And Felix is like, actually, you know what, man? I don't have to take this from you. So you just yes. leave. And you can see there's a chance that the friendship might break. And yes, 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 yes. Yeah, and because he like wants to it's because- at that moment, Felix went deadly. Yeah, okay. like because he, he gets upset because like Felix doesn't look after himself, probably because he's rich. So like his his room is like always fucked up and dirty. And uh Oliver is like very clean cut. So he's like, Yo, my bro, you can like pick the stuff up and whatever. And he starts cleaning up, and Felix gets annoyed because he's like, I don't need your wow. clean stuff. And it's like I mean it's not even that big of an argument, but he does cut him out. Um like mm-hmm. from that he ices goes him out. out. That yeah. Without him. yeah. And it's very, very coincidental that it is then where Oliver's gets the news that his dad has died. And yeah, then Felix is suddenly like, oh, my bro, come sit with me. Dad, oh. I assume we're discussing spoilers. Yeah, of course. Yes. Okay, yes. So yes. Massive spoilers. spoiler alert. How can we massive. discuss this movie and why we don't want to watch it with your mother without talking about spoilers? <laughs> spoilers. So that for me was, a, was the first red flag was yeah. the manipulation via sympathy. And like the friendship was breaking apart at that exact moment he needed sympathy and Felix being a good person, fell for it. Yeah, but you him. see, here's the thing though, right? I don't think Felix is such, like Felix is, can be kind, but he's also incredibly petty um, and, and can be very spiteful because it's like, Oliver says to him, like, your place is always dirty. And for that reason, he, st- he decides to ice the guy out of their relationship completely. Like, knowing full well that Oliver's entire social circle is the people that he has introduced Oliver to. And because he was like, yeah, like, this pizza has been in your room forever. It stinks. Oh, well, no. we're just not going to be friends anymore. For that. I, don't, I, I don't think it's that he's being... Petty, it's more for the fact that he's been called on his privilege. Because yeah. clearly he's a privileged guy who grew up with people cleaning up after him and now he's kind of being called on his privilege. And it's and more he's like, just you know, like, fuck you. Like, like I, yeah. I, 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 I still like pull my way. Yeah. That's, like, that's his reaction. It's like, oh, like you, you like telling me I can't look after myself. Well, you're hot now. You're not going to hang out with us forever. But also, and again, I mean, I, I was maybe a little bit biased because it's shame already. Maybe a little bit, <laughs> tiny bit. Um, they don't have to hang out all the time. He yes. didn't. He didn't uninvite him. Um, and also, what did Oliver immediately do? Go and sleep with his oh. fling girlfriend, ex girlfriend thing. Yeah, I, oh. I didn't like, no, but she didn't sleep no. with him. She threw at him, and he fucked it up badly, man. <laughs> Look, first of all. First of all, that was not Felix's girlfriend. Felix was sleeping with everybody 
at Oxford. <laughs> That's number one. <laughs> number two, that girl came looking for Felix. Mm. He wasn't there. Then she decided she's going to bang Oliver to make him jealous. Because that she literally says that. Do you think he'll be jealous? And then Oliver, Oliver. makes the mistake of saying, I don't think he's even going to think about you. Because Oliver she, is a troll. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and then she's like, well, then what's the point of me sleeping with you if it's not going to make an impact? Uh, it's a very weird. Basically, everybody. Look, Felix is probably the nicest person in the movie. But every mm. character that's introduced, these are not good people. Like just yeah, from the beginning to the end. So, so then they eventually go to Saltburn. It's and then... it's it's literally about like like opulence and like extravagance and like the privilege that comes with it. And so sort of like what people do for that. This is where my what I said I would circle back to one of my biggest qualms with the movie is that yes, they are flawed. And a little bit bad, um, but they weren't bad enough for the ends they were given, in my opinion. They were extremely rich and, and wealthy. And um, in terms of wealthy people being portrayed on TV, usually when they're the bad guys, they are really bad. Like they are so much worse than what these people were. They were they were very privileged, very ignorant about what was going on in the world and around mm-hmm. them. They were a bit wasteful in the way that rich people were, but they weren't outwardly evil. Intentionally so evil. <laughs> no, yes. they're not swirling their mustaches. You, no. you, know, no. you know what I kind of liked about it was like this, that disconnect from like, like regular people and yeah. like the wealthy and you go, you, you look at them and you go like, you guys really don't know what it is to be like a normal person struggling day to day. Like you don't just, know that. It's not even just struggling, it's just being normal. Like Yeah, like, like they, they no semblance of like what the reality is for the everyday so person. So let's so let's just get the big spoiler out of the way, right? The, like the biggest spoiler of the movie, and then we can like kind of lead into the the events that happen in the film. So ultimately, Oliver is actually a manipulative asshole. Actually, nothing, almost nothing, he tells Felix about his life is true, and he's he cultivates this relationship with Felix with the express purpose of ingratiating himself into his life, and once he gets to Saltburn, he he elevates this plan to basically take over this life to like I don't want to say to to basically become Felix right to have this life this privilege access to this wealth or whatever so so Felix is um is a lord or something or his his family is 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 aristocracy Mm -hmm. that's it because Saltburn is not just an estate it's a it's a legit castle right they have a butler they have staff, all that kind of stuff. It's like they are so taken care of, right? There's a scene in the movie where um, in frustration, Oliver breaks a mirror. Well, not just frustration, he uses it for something, but he breaks a mirror, right? And he doesn't tell anybody about it because it's like in the room that he's staying in. But when he wakes up the next morning, there's no evidence that that mirror was broken because the staff just 
fixed it. So like that's that's how this people's life is. Like they never have to deal with problems. So then you so the big spoiler of the movie is is that as the story goes on, he doesn't just ingratiate himself with these people. He actually enacts a plan to like become part of this family. To 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 have all this privilege and stuff for himself. And he was starting to do this from the very beginning because you'll remember we said that when he first has a when he first has contact with Felix, when Oliver, Oliver and Felix actually meet for the first time, it's because Felix's bicycle had a puncture. And at the end of the movie, you find out that Oliver was the one that gave that bicycle that puncture and he orchestrated that meeting from the beginning. And he kind of like, He's good at sussing out what people want and so on. And so he plays on Felix's kindness uh, to become deeper and deeper in his life. So even the scene that I spoke about earlier where Felix comes to help him with the money because he's like, oh, you didn't have enough money to uh, like buy the next round of drinks. He had money. He was just pretending he didn't because he knew that Felix would come and help him. And there's like a lot of scenes like that where he meets Felix's family, realizes what the deal is, and then manipulates them so that he's like their favorite person. And the movie's very subtle about that, about like, it's not 100% clear that those things are happening until, you know, like right at the end when they like do like some flashbacks and you see what's going on. Um, not sure yeah. exactly how subtle it is. When you think yeah, of yeah. some <laughs> of the things he does. It's yeah. Most- it's particularly well, well, more, well more, I meant more along the lines of it's not clear that he's enacting some kind of master plan. I kind of got the gist of that from the start. It's one of the reasons why I'm not that blown away by the movie is the fact that from the word go, I was like, this is a dodgy guy who's kind of yeah. himself into this family. I was, I was, I was going to say it's, the same thing. Like There was no big, no. He gets incredibly comfortable once he gets to Saltburn and you, you almost like, blooms into mm. himself and he's like willing to show a bit more of himself off and you kind of go what's your big player i know you're up to something so what is your big player but like it's also that- look, it's also uh, oliver oliver is like this i don't know how you describe it he, he, molds, himself, no, he molds himself to the person he's engaging with yeah it's like he has this um, he's like a sexual, yeah, he's like, he has a sexual relationship, really fucked up sexual relationship with with uh, uh, um, Felix's sister, right? And then next thing you know, he's he, he beats on 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 Farley because he picks up that you know, that Farley's gay, and he he goes to Farley, and it's like he doesn't care for him. It's not sexuality, as in you know he's gay or he's, it's just a tool that he's using to get what he wants, and he's just. He's completely just molding himself to whatever the person is. And when you see stuff like that happen, you're like, oh, this guy's playing yeah. everybody. Like he, he has this knack of like, like I said earlier, like understanding what it is that people yes. need and changing his personality to accommodate that. Yeah. Like Felix's whole thing is, is that he knows he's got money and and he feels there's an element of him that feels bad about his whatever. So he always wants to help someone. And so Oliver became that for him. My dad's abusive. My mother's an alcoholic. My life is so shit. I have to work really hard. It's like, oh, I'm going to help this, but I am. I think and, that's why I also had such conflicted feelings about Felix because he was like, Felix was actually genuinely like nice to him, was genuinely trying to help him out. And he was like, yeah, like he actually liked the guy. <laughs> this is, for me, this is actually the most 
interesting thing about the entire film is what was Oliver's feelings towards Felix? Because at some point it looks like like the dude is like he's falling in love with Phoenix and yeah, he wants no, to be in his it's, life. It's very well, much on display. And then he outright says, I don't, I'm not in love with him, but I loved him. And it's like that, and you kind of, then you hear about, okay, but he's actually trying to take over this guy's life. And then it's like, you know, you you kind of, what that's the most complicated and most dynamic aspect of the movie for me. Sorry, Shumiz, you were going to say? It's obsession and it's jealousy. Yes. And that's why he says, I love the, you know, I loved him and I hated him because it was it's those that those two in conflict. I mean, it's a has... really extreme version of it, but oh, I see it and have experienced it. Look, it's a movie about like excess and like so it has to be an extreme version. Wait, of let's it. let's hear Zayd so, so describe so the let's scene. Let's discuss his extreme obsession, <laughs> right? Zayd, I hope there's people in the room with you. Okay, are we, are we are we gonna start? Are we gonna start at the beginning? No, no, no. We'll we'll just do. Okay. No, no. We'll, we'll just go with the famous. You've probably like if if you've heard about the movie, you've probably heard about the like the bathwater scene. And I'll be honest, that is not a comfortable scene. But I think the thing that happens later with the sister is much worse. But anyway, so he he like. Felix is taking a bath. They have a, their room is, is an adjoining bathroom thing. And he like goes into the bathroom. Like he's going to go to the bathroom. And he says, oh, Felix is in the is in like in the bathtub. And Felix is busy with himself in the bathtub. And Oliver just stays there and watches. Right? And like that's already uncomfortable. I'm so glad I did not watch this with my parents. And just on that note, right, the director is really good about like not making that scene um, lascivious. Or like desirable, it's supposed yeah. to be uncomfortable, and you are uncomfortable. Like Oliver thinks it's great, so like he's like peeping Tom, this dude, do this thing, or whatever. So when like when Felix finishes his business, he like gets out of the bath, and he like you know like I'm assuming that he finished his business in the bath, I guess, which is what's so disgusting. And then he leaves, right? And then won't Oliver jump into the bath while the bath water is still going down the drain, and basically French kisses the drain and like. Start swallowing the water and stuff. He slurps at the drain. I had a visceral, bad bodily reaction. I don't like a slurp in general. Don't I don't know if I'm proud or disgusted. <laughs> no, I'm proud. That, that, that was a great one. That was, that was top tier, yeah. 10 out of 10. You I, know, I, I wish it were intentional, but it's not. <laughs> that, to be there, yeah, that scene was, I, I had that scene spoiled, and I was kind of like, okay, let's just get this over with. For me, the but I will of, say, go ahead, Kevin. Oh, I was going to say now, the, the weird thing about that scene is prior to this, the only real overt um, example of Oliver's obsession with Felix is that he basically stands outside Felix's bedroom and watches Felix getting on with some other girl. <laughs> yeah, and, and it's like, okay, so this dude is obsessed with him, blah, blah, blah. And it's like, that jump from that to slipping up bath water, slipping up, you know, inseminated bath water. <laughs> 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 
that's, that's such a zero to 100 jump. You're like, like, whoa, okay, okay. <laughs> I think that's actually the point where the movie like really takes its turn into like, yeah, like, it's, like it's before that it's showing... like it's like it's like it's a bit uncomfortable. Uh, I'm not sure about this guy, but once we get to that point, it's like okay, that's this is the point weird. where it's like, you know, it's like everybody was saying like you was watching him and you kind of like okay, yeah, he's that kind of weirdo. But then this go happens and you go, oh, he's this guy. Oh, he's a special kind of weirdo. <laughs> he's this kind of weirdo. Okay. <laughs> For me, like, I don't know if the three of you agree, but for me, I did not think they'd be able to top that scene in terms of <laughs> oh, they, oh, discomfort oh. and disgust. Oh. <laughs> no, oh. no, I didn't think, I, I thought that was They it. did it twice. <laughs> they did it twice afterwards. I would argue they did it three times. Yes. <laughs> I agree three times, although more discomfort and disgust i mean viscerally disgusting was the, the next two for me yeah 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 yeah. because then later look at this point in the film by this point in the film he starts like really actively starting to manipulate and ingratiate himself with the like the family the so family. like 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 with the mommy and the daddy he, like figures out what their vibe is like the, with the daddy he realizes the daddy is like really into um uh like the, the sculptor person and he like figures that out and he he uses that as a point of leverage to get things out of the father the mother he discovers like all you really need to do with the mommy is agree with her opinions and like she or she thinks everybody's trying to manipulate her yeah Yeah, yeah. you just compliment her and like and and um she thinks everybody is like uh um, taking advantage of her this which is the irony because her best friend or this lady uh is staying with them uh, carrie mulligan um and they like this lady's been like she's been getting a life in order for like a year, just living here with us, <laughs> right? Like free fooding. And then uh, he's like, "Oh, you know, um, I think you're right. Yeah, you know, she's the kind of person that she needs. But you, may, you know, maybe you must like push her to the side because she she needs to like be on her own to be able to like really live on her own. And like if you did that, you would be a good person. You like does things like that. Yeah." And like Rosamund Pike plays that scene, that scene when the two of them are like, I think they're like somewhere in the States having like supper and it's just the two of them. She plays that role so perfectly. And it's like at that point that she kind of like becomes completely endeared to him. Like she will do anything for Oliver because Oliver is a good boy and he's such a good influence on Felix and blah, blah, blah. Why do you have to say it like that? He's a good boy. He's not... Like that's no, terrible. But she the thinks, weirdness you know, of this movie, that's the wrong sentence to use. Like she, she thinks so. She like because she really, really like um takes a liking to him. And which is like why the ending of the movie is the why the movie is able to end in the way that it does, because it like hinges on how much this woman cares about him mm-hmm. and, and feels for him and whatever. And then from that point onwards, like things just start going incredibly downhill because you also get to a point where you discover that uh Felix is also kind of um very jealous of his sister. So he like he doesn't like if people are giving his sister attention and stuff. So when uh, when Oliver does give the sister attention, I don't know. Someone else can describe mm. his attention. I already did the bathwater scene. <laughs> so, I, in fact, I think that Shami should tell us what Oliver did to the sister <laughs> because she's the one that made us watch this movie. Oh, excellent! That is what a terrible uh, thing to do okay. to somebody. So, so Oliver. Wow, I don't even know how to explain it. <laughs> Oliver essentially goes down on the sister and, well, she first tries to stop him because she is menstruating. But 
he claims he is a vampire. And so it continues. And it is quite graphic. Yeah, they, they made the scene and really visceral. quite long. It was a really, <laughs> really long scene. Oh, you and like, people, please end, please. Please end. But also, I was, aside from the, the, the period factor, I was quite uncomfortable with her hesitance. Yes, she was attracted to Oliver. Yeah. But she it, was hesitant. And he was quite forceful. And I think I think that's also it added to like the discomfort of of like the scene. It wasn't like sexy. None no. of these scenes are like sexy in any way. No. You know, it's not like, oh yeah, I'm into you kind of thing. It's like no, she was yeah, no, this she is... was uncomfortable. I mean, she got into it, but she was uncomfortable. And we know before this scene that she has a very, very low self-esteem and that she's got mental health issues. Um, and so it was, it was coercion. It was, it was, she, was drunk. she was drunk. I actually didn't because, remember that. Because after it happens, she doesn't remember and she never brings it up. And he uses, he, I can't remember if he died, he gaslights her about it, but it's like, it just it never comes up. She doesn't even think about it. It's, because you would think that after she had had that, like, like she wanted him to a degree. And yes, he did take advantage of it because she was drunk. But like after it happened, she never addresses it. It's like, but you've been like making eyes with this guy for a while. And now you've had this encounter with him. And you don't, like, there's not a moment where you're like, Oliver, we should talk about this moment that we had. Like, no. Because she she does not remember that it happened, but but also uses this moment to start like undermining Farley. Yes, because with with Felix, because he's like Farley is the one who spots them and like peeps them basically to to Felix, and then he's like, "What cack is he talking? What cack? It's not that's not how it happened." Yeah, he's actually very clever, and like because then like Felix starts when when Farley tells Farley basically tells Felix, "Yeah, I saw him." Like paper car with your sister. And then he's obviously very upset with this. And he like ices things out again. But it's like so the way he like smoothes his way back into Felix's good books is like, no, you know, I didn't tell you because I didn't want to embarrass her. Because yeah. she was the one that came on to me. It, and you know, she was drunk. Super gaslighty. I didn't want to, I didn't want to make her feel bad. That's why I never said anything, because you know, it would have embarrassed her. I didn't know Farley saw. And then, and, and, and then it's like, and then he's like, it's not even like five. Didn't go down like that. That's not yeah. what happened. That's like she came on to me. She tried to stick me, and I was like, nah, Melita, like, go on down like this. Yeah, and like I rebuffed her, and so I never said anything because I didn't <laughs> want her to feel bad. You know, I was trying to save face for her. I, you know, listen, um, I just love this dialogue. It's like it's expertly like, done. I love this dialogue. It's like it went from salt burn to salt river now. <laughs> I had to freshen it up there, bitchy. Yeah, no, but it's like these manipulation of these people is, is like it's a masterclass. It's incredibly well done. But I mean, I want to fast forward actually because like there's a lot of Mosaka stuff that happened and whatever. But the next turning point in the film, in the movie, the film. in the film, is when, uh, because Felix is actually genuinely nice. Uh, he decides yes. to take he decides to take Oliver to reconcile with his mother because you haven't spoken to your mother in such a long time. Your father's dead, you never went. You should and he like for him it's a surprise. And so he takes Oliver to his house, like where he grew up, 
to his parents. To his Only poor to this, ass house, remember? Yeah. Because yes. all of us convinced him he grew his, up in this terrible, he basically grew up to in his like, crackhead yeah, parents. His crackhead parents. Living in the ghetto. That's what he basically describes it as. He's like living in the ghetto. Meanwhile, they're like, they're like nice middle class people. And his father is, a surprise, not dead. That was mm. just a cat that he based him. And he's and not then, the only child. My, yeah, he's got uh, sisters and everything. My friend that stays in the UK, she said, oh no, these people aren't just middle class. They have a sprinkler system. <laughs> yeah, and, and I think that's like a thing because they actually focus on it for like a moment. They're like, but that's oh, something she got, obviously. Um, so yeah. I, I think oh, that's like a regional understood. thing. I yeah. think so because there's so much rain. I imagine they don't need sprinklers. Oh, okay, okay. I yeah, I because I was also like, <laughs> that's look, that's what I took from it. Look, Emerald Fennel is is English, so she yeah. was probably like, now we must must focus. Is a sprinkler here, and everybody's probably like. That's the, what? That's the uh, ultimate like, privilege. Like having a sprinkler system in a country where yeah. the rains all look the, the water, Look at all this water coming down, but mine comes out of a hose. <laughs> <laughs> and then obviously at this point, Felix is like, basically, you like you are you like a mutt. You like you you there's something you, wrong with you. You were like playing cards with me the whole time. Your mom is not, and he's obviously he's livid, right? But then what's happening is he's like uh the, his parents, Felix's parents, have decided to throw um, Oliver. <laughs> Oliver. Decided to throw Oliver a birthday party. They know him yeah. all of two seconds. Like, but this Mursi birthday party. It's like over 200 people there. It's like themed. It's a costume party. It's like that party probably cost easily 100,000 pounds or something. Right? It's mad. Oliver knows nobody at this party. Oliver is just when they, sing, when they sing happy birthday. Nobody knows what his name is. It's funny. But uh, yeah, so then uh, Felix tells him, look, like I'm not going to kick you out now because the, it's too late to cancel the party. And I don't want to embarrass you in front of my parents. Right? So what's going to happen is we're going to have this party and when it's done, you are going to leave in the middle of the night and I will just tell them that you whatever because you're like, a, you're like, you're like an ass and you manipulated me and you lied about everything. I can't trust you. So that's what's happening. And in the, at the party, well, I mean, I'll just say it. He, he has a confrontation with Felix and he murders him. Right? He poisons his alcohol and he basically tricks him into drinking it. And then everybody thinks that he had a heart attack because of the poison that he used. And the family is obviously distraught and he uses that to ingratiate himself further into the family because it's like they're helping them. Can I and say then, that? Can I say that scene, that lunch scene after Felix's death? That, it's the best thing in the world for me. Such a great piece of like what, acting what, 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 with direction. It's oh, it's so great. It's without a doubt a highlight of the it movie is. because the entire the entire family is like proper English British aristocracy. We have to go on. Yes, our son is dead, our brother is dead, but we can't show emotion. We will just have lunch served to us like as per normal. And, we'll and just... everybody is just bubbling. The grief is just bubbling under yeah. the surface like and crazy. We forgot to mention that Farley, um, the other character, yeah. is actually their cousin. Yes. Um, we forgot yeah. to mention. But he is um, he's black. His father is black uh, and American. And so he grew up yes. in America. So he's not exactly like them. Now, and so, right? and so he is like his cousin is dead that he loved 
and I think he like more than just loved him also. I think maybe there was, I don't know, maybe, maybe not. But anyway, so he is like distraught and the rest of the, like the, the daddy and the mommy is like, they just want to talk about lunch and how well the party went. Like it was a fine party. Oh yes, I think everybody was impressed. Like language like that. And Oliver like kind of figures out what is happening. And so he just goes with that. He just does what they want to do because that's what they need to happen. And then there's a certain point where they're like, we need to like move the body. The police want to move the body, but um, they're going to have to walk past the lunchroom. Must we close the curtains? And it's like a whole panic scene, whatever, because they don't want to see this body and the butler can't close the curtain because he's also distraught because he like basically raised this boy even. I don't know. It's it's a It's a very powerful scene. Um, it's great though even like that whole I switch am... to everything being red that is just yeah, yeah that's, that's the, the curtains. That, that is like a master class so what a, it's the highlight of the film it is, it is. I, understand. I was also i was also deeply sad at felix's death again not just because he's Jacob Lodi. um <laughs> again because even in those final moments when he found out how awful oliver was how much he'd been lying. He still wasn't out to hurt Oliver. Mm, yeah. He said, like, I, I'm not going to embarrass you. I'm not going to tell anyone. I just, after yeah, this, just I want you to leave, leave me alone, which I think is the most um, fair request. That, that actually that actually shows that he's, he's actually not that petty because exactly. he's like, I'm going to give you a fair way out, but just leave. I just don't want you in my life. Yeah, just leave yeah. me alone. And for Spot. that, what happened? For his kindness? Death. For wanting to take care of someone? Yeah. So I'm going to just like murdered. speed through what happens after that, right? Is that Oliver, like, so Felix dies because Oliver murdered him. Then, like, he basically, because the sister is in her grief, and he basically talks her into killing herself. And this is like a day or two after Felix has died. You, you didn't talk about the Felix. I don't want to talk dead. about that. No, 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 no. That's a very important scene. <laughs> so there's actually two scenes that you skipped over. Firstly, yeah. the Farley scene. And I know that that was really gross, but it's it's just another scene without consent. Um, yeah. Where he's, he's basically threatened into it. And again, yes, he gets into it at some point. But imagine you wake up to somebody yeah, literally, literally mounting you in the middle of the night in your bedroom. It is frightening. Yeah, no. And with a piece of broken glass it. also. And he's threatening you. What was he supposed to do? Mm. I, I feel that Oliver is one of the most vile characters that I've ever seen on screen. So, and the reason I'm mentioning all of this is because I'm going to come back to it at the end. So we do have to speak about the grave. Yeah, so... Okay, so... The so grave. <laughs> I'll take it. I'll I take think it. Like Kevin really yeah. was talking about. <laughs> no, I can see I'm trying to save you. So yes, obviously there's Oliver's funeral. I'm sorry, uh, Felix's funeral. You know the whole family's there, and it's a whole proper thing. It, but eventually, it's done. They've covered the grave with the soil, and the family buggers off, being back to being proper. And Oliver stays behind, and he's you know distraught because yes, he killed this guy, but. Like we said, yeah, he, 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 loved he loved him. him. He loved him as well. And so, you know, he's all distraught and he drops down onto the grave, onto the freshly tilled swell. And initially it starts off just like, you know, he's just clawing at the ground. It's like he's trying yeah, to get, it's, to, it's like like he's trying severe, to, get to Oliver. It's, grief. it's like a severe it's grief. grief. I, knew, seen this. 
I knew what was going to happen, and I just kept sitting there, like, please, please don't. It's like, please, it's like you, it's like you saw this grief. You've seen this level of grief many times before, and then you, then something happens that you've never seen before. <laughs> because, we just like, yeah, wait. <laughs> because Oliver basically reaches down. Initially, well, initially, he, when he when he started, he starts unbuttoning his pants. I thought, okay, this no, guy's. He strips his shirt. Oh, he's just right, and I thought, okay, this guy's going to basically, you know, fondle himself on this on this 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 freshly told grave. But no, it's worse <laughs> because young man pulls down pants and then proceeds to. Well, to have sexual relations with a freshly tilled grave. <laughs> um, yeah, there's no other way to put it. He, he basically... He, yes, sex with a grave. Yes, sex with the grave. I can confidently say I, that that was my least favorite scene. Yeah, I, I can agree with was, you on that. It was worse than the bathwater scene for I, me. I, I yeah. am actually going to have to mark this episode as explicit <laughs> when, when I yes, upload it to Spotify. I will have to mark this episode as explicit because like that was, I watched a lot of this movie like this, like side view, because I was like, <laughs> what is happening? I, yeah, I, so anyway, he fucked I, the I also, I, I also <laughs> was like, I looked at like what, what Kevin was saying, I thought he was going to like, okay, he's going to be weird and fondle himself. And then it's like, oh wait, no. No, it's like, this is- Second base isn't good enough. You're like, no, don't do this now. <laughs> I have two two comments. The one comment is I read somewhere and I stand to be corrected, but I believe Barry improvised that. That's that's quite the improv. Please <laughs> feel free to, to to fact check that. Um and my second comment is I think I'm very sensitive because it felt more than disgusting, it felt incredibly violating that for me to watch that. that, that, that and again, I, circles back to lack of consent. And I know that it wasn't actually the body, but no, that it, was it, the intention. It's the intention, yeah. It's like what he's doing is like after after all of this, after all of this, this man's body is lying six feet under, and that is what you want to do with him. And <laughs> just the like, level of it's depraved. And, no, and it's like it's made worse by the fact that uh, like you were saying earlier like for whatever flaws Felix had and his family or whatever Felix in particular did not deserve that level of disrespect yeah oh. like like that that humiliation I mean he's dead whatever that 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 doesn't mean it's okay to like to do to like, <laughs> like bang the guy's grave right um and I think that's, but that's just like you were saying earlier, Shimi, it just goes to show it's like, he is a vile human being. Like he is the ultimate narcissist because everything that he does is for himself. He will say anything. He will do anything. And it's all about pleasing him and him getting what he wants. And it drives me up the wall that while doing all of this, he feels justified in his actions and he still feels like the victim. The ultimate narcissist. Exactly. <laughs> this is the ultimate narcissist. So, like, um, fast forward. He basically, in the in her moment of grief, he talks the sister into killing herself. So then, the son and the sister is dead, and this just gives him more leverage to ingratiate himself with the mother, who like desperately needs him to be there because he basically becomes a surrogate child because Felix is not there, and um, and Anisha, uh, Anisha is not there. Venetia. And then 
at a certain point, the daddy gets wise. The daddy is like, played yeah, brilliantly by Richard E. Grant. He's like, you need to leave because you are actually you keeping this woman. Grief. You're keeping this woman in a grief. And if you were a good person, you'd you'd like leave. He tries to be polite about it. And then Oliver is just as polite. Oliver is just like, no, no, but you see, she needs me. Yeah. No, but I think you should go. Um, but you know, but she needs me. I would go. I, I want to go. But she needs me. And then this goes on and on. And eventually the dad is like, uh, okay, how much money do you want? But Oliver knows that like this money is nothing compared to what I can get. And he overplays his hand and then the father um, kicks him out, gets rid of him. Mm. And then years later, because you can see he's like the, like it's at least five, five or six years later. I don't think they specify. No, they don't. Do they? they don't. But he's definitely an adult. You can see he's much it, older. Yeah. yeah. It actually says in 2022, Oliver reads about James' death in a newspaper. Okay, so, so then the movie takes place in 2006. So it's a good... That's 16 years it's later. It's a good number of years later. So when the father dies, he goes back into his manipulation mode. He figures out where the mother will be and he just sits in a restaurant pretending to work no, no, it's not a coffee shop. Cafe, a coffee, a coffee shop. Knowing, yeah. knowing that she frequents it. And then obviously well, he's, he's he heard that she bought the flat, but he's close by and yeah. she comes And he just coffee. starts hanging out there. And then obviously she sees him and she's like, oh, they just, you know, like, oh, you've all grown up and you know, look how handsome you look and you're nice and are you doing well? And then she says to him, you must come to Saltburn. Um, you must come visit. And he's like, yes, I will come visit. And then he lives with her for a bit. They don't show the spot. They brush over it. And I suspect he slowly poisoned her or something. Mm. Oh, yeah. Because the next thing you know, she's like on ventilators and shit. And then he like takes the machines off and murders her. Um, and he had manipulated her at that point into making him the sole inheritor. And once she's dead, salt yeah, yeah, but he basically admits he did everything. <clears throat> yeah. That was also like when he killed her, it was incredibly uncomfortable. I was like, bro, you're taking things too far. Just put out the pipe. Like, why you gotta make it all weird and sexual? Like, don't do that now, please. I was like, and then you know, after that, then the movie kind of ends where he like does a little jig, like back naked in the a little jig is kind of underselling it. (laughs) The man does a full blown music video number, single. Yeah, it's like single tracking shots. There's a on the dance floor. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, actually, yeah to, that, think, to that song, yeah. I actually think it's a fantastic scene. Um, it's brilliant. And yeah, he's just butt naked, just going around this swing and he's saying, you know, just this is my house, basically. Um, it's it's a I great won. scene, actually. And I actually so saw the, the if you see the, the, the script for that, sorry, if you see the script for that, like there's no real um, uh, direction in terms of what he should be doing. Um, they just say that he's just you know, making his way through the house and the camera follows him, basically. And so all of that is all, it's all barbecue. I'm just like, you know, all the little actions and the stuff and the little, and it's, I think it did a fantastic job of it. I've just done a quick this, Google um, and yeah. it was improvised, the graveyard scene. Just yeah. to So I do not ever want to meet barbecue. No, Because no, someone no. can come up with that. No. All we need now is for barbecue and to do a movie with... Um, What's it? Pupil's name? Uh, I was taking Eric Leto. Yes. The two of them can go improvise grave humping and giving no! dead rats to, fre- to people. And, no! Uh, 
<laughs> no, please. It's gonna go too far. Things are gonna go. Oh. The, the thing about this movie is, is that I was almost like, I would not recommend anybody watch this movie. <laughs> right? I, I cannot <laughs> say that anybody should watch this movie. Right? It's incredibly well acted. Right? It's incredibly well shot and all of that stuff. And like, um, I haven't seen Jacob Elordi in anything else besides the kissing booth. And I can confidently say at this point that he is more than a prick with a haircut. <laughs> he's like actually a solid actor that really knows what he's doing. Um, and um, yeah, the this, this smirk on Shamiza's face, so unnecessary. Like, he I doesn't even has one. She has one. I feel like I, I'm, I should be like publicist, yeah. actually. I feel like I yeah. have won him over. I've won fans over. No, one I wouldn't say one. I'm a fan, but he's clearly a talented actor. He is very um, talented. And it's also, but the other thing that was also very clear to me is that he, uh, he would have been a terrible Superman. He just doesn't look like him. Because um, I actually had to like look at his no. face. That's not the look anyway. the demeanor. Uh, he, Superman needs to be a character that inspires hope and it's uplifting and it's constantly bubbly and bright and that's not Jacob Elordi. Well, I mean, maybe given the chance. But anyway, yeah. um, I wouldn't recommend anybody watch this movie. Like, just, you don't need to. But, <laughs> like, the thing that strikes me is, is that this movie does have a lot to say, right? But I don't know that all those Musaka scenes actually help the message of the movie. Well, uh, so, like, it helps you to let you know that this guy is horrible. But I don't know that, that, I don't know that that made the movie better. So for me, it 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 sort of does it for the character. Um, it's for me, it shows that yes. that Oliver has absolutely zero boundaries when it comes to uh, what he's willing to do, and and the way he jumps into every situation, like without qualms, is like this. It's it's completely amoral. He's proper proper, like you know. Uh, psychopathic basically the way he's doing it and and that's what those scenes show is that he's completely unhinged but to him it's not weird it's not out of the ordinary it's just like i mean he's not disgusted by what he's doing he doesn't think this is completely weird and odd he's just he just fucked in the head simple as that and and yeah he's just complete sociopath that's what he is so what bothered me about this movie and why i why i would recommend it to somebody in terms like of you guys because discussing it is it's an interesting movie to discuss. But why I wouldn't recommend it to anyone that's actually just looking for a movie to enjoy is because one of the interviews by Emerald Fennel that I read was she says that by the end of the film, if they've done their jobs correctly, and that is me quoting, you would be rooting for Oliver. You would hate that you're rooting for Oliver, but you would be rooting for Oliver. Then if, and if, that, uh, if that's that take, then the movie failed completely. That's what I that's my personal feeling, yes. Because I, I think maybe she's thinking like she's trying like, to portray the, the like because there's an element of class war thing mm -hmm. going on, right? Because Oliver was a, even though his family has money, he was a scholarship kid to Oxford. And if she's trying to draw a contrast between their privilege and his lack of it, and that he did whatever he needed to do to acquire that privilege, then she failed completely. Because, the, like you said, right at the beginning, 
the fates that befall these people do not suit the evil that they put into the world. Um, this is this is sort of my problem with the movie. In there were there were shouts of 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 snubbity when the Oscar nominations came out, and there was like no nominations for Saltburn in terms of original screenplay. And people were like, ah, oh, there's so out there they do this, and I was like, ah, because for me this this script is not as deep as scathing or as sharp as it's it could be. As it's there's, there's potential for it. There's potential for that sort of layers, but it's not. I, yes, they have these moments that are internet meme worthy that, you know, draw attention, but take those moments out of the film and it's basically um, what talented Mr. Dupree for Gen Z. Uh, I mean, that, that's basically what it is. It's and, and, and that's why I felt like it's not a bad film. Um, and I, to be honest, okay, maybe I'm just, I'm not someone that shocks easily. For me, this was even the, the Grosso teens wasn't like that bad. It was like, okay, whatever. It's him being weirdo. It's not the type of scene I would watch with my father. Definitely not. But I mean, it wasn't that bad. But I mean, for me, it's like you take those scenes out of this movie. And there wasn't that much that was surprising to me. Um, like I saw from the start who Oliver was. It wasn't like a big, you know, uh, Kaiser Soze level plot twist when suddenly his great plan got revealed. It's like, okay, you saw this coming. So that's why I felt the movie was, was decent with a few really messed up talking points, basically. So we reviewed... So I... oh, oh, go ahead, Shamiz. When I think about um, what she said there at the end, the first example, or the two, two examples that come to mind is Gone Girl, where you're like... You know Rosamund what? Pike, yeah. I kind of get it. Yeah. And Midsommar. That ending. Oh, yes. like, okay, they just killed everyone. But at the same time, do I hate her? You, you, yeah. don't, you don't hate her because you got on this journey with her. Whereas like this, I feel like okay. there's such a disconnect also with the audience. And by the audience, I'm meaning like myself. And like Oliver, where you go like, yeah, you are kind of sick in your head. And I don't know if that's also like like you you want to say that it's poisoning, like that that lust for like opulence and wealth is like poisoning you to that extent. But I don't think the script is like deep enough to speak to that. And even, yeah, even the skewering of the wealthy, it's there's a lot of examples of like you know how ignorant they are and how you know the and how there's just a disconnect with them and everyone else around them but even that is like very fleeting and sort of almost surface level it's not that one scene that one scene does the most work of digging into that whole that that whole conception of this this higher upper class being completely disconnected from reality that one scene does it um but the rest of the movie doesn't reach for that level it, it never does yeah look that's kind of why i was like saying like if if the story had something more substantive to say i might still say you know it's worthwhile putting yourself through that order but no nah, no nah, like, i'm not seeing it so it's like i said we 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 reviewed um uh saltburn uh in October last year, because we got to see it early at the at a um, at the PFI London Film Festival, and we said, uh, aside from a few pacing issues, Saltburn delivers an uncompromising vision from Emerald Fennel, an Oscar-winning writer-director with a unique voice. It not only capitalizes on the kudos she received for promising young woman, 
but cements Barry Kiewen's leading man status. Saltburn takes a flamethrower to class to the class system as Emerald Fennel delivers a pitch black comedy drama with backbone. So, like, I agree with the score of eight. I'm not sure about the sentiment because I didn't find anything about this funny at all right? at any point. I did find some of the lines funny and the delivery. I also. I, I, I'll give it that. For me, it's, yeah, the, but... it's the actual, it's the actual story that I would rate extremely low. This, the the character arcs, the development of the story, it it had all the right ingredients, but it was just sort of thrown together in the wrong order. Personally, it didn't land well with me. Um, again, I'm sensitive. So <laughs> the message that I got from this movie is be awful, get everything you, you want, and don't be nice to the lonely kid. Yeah, Pretty much, yes. Yeah, yeah because you don't know what to. So basically, like the kids that you see yeah. at school, yeah, like they don't you. have any friends, <laughs> leave them. And the most important message is if you bury a loved one, like just hang back a bit after everyone leaves and just just keep an eye out. <laughs> just in case. Is this, if it's that one, but I was like, I'm gonna stay there. You could be like, no, 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 no. You, you, you need to get out. I don't know what Can girl was this time, but I forced him because I muted him. Imagine how much more violent this movie would have felt if Felix was a woman. Oh, See, God, that changes. Like, the context just becomes on a whole other yeah, level. And to, to take it even further, imagine Felix as a woman and Emerald as a man. Oliver. Emerald. Oh, Emerald. If it was a um, male director. Oh, yes. Oh, 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 oh. yes. Yeah, there's, um, just, there's, there's a lot of levels of discomfort here that didn't... I think I think I don't think it's a, the worst thing in the world for a movie to make you this uncomfortable. Right? I think there's value in in mm -hmm. storytelling where there isn't a happy ending and you just feel cucked the whole time you're watching the thing. And this movie is kind of like it's basically that, right? But that's why I was like saying yeah, like, I wouldn't wait. recommend <laughs> I wouldn't recommend it to anybody. But if you are a uh, let's say a student of film, even in the colloquial sense, maybe give this a watch and there's probably things you can learn if nothing else. Um, I'm sure that. this movie, I'm sure this movie has its fans. Um, it's got lots. But I'm not one of them. Uh, <laughs> so like a friend of mine watched this movie, right? And uh, he mentioned in a, in a, in a chat we were in, and he mentioned that he watched this. And I can't remember, there was something else he watched quite recently before this movie, which was also getting a bit of buzz, and he was very disappointed in the movie. I can't remember what movie it was, but he was very really underwhelmed by it. Oh, wait, it was Oppenheimer. He was like, ah, he found it quite boring. And everyone else was like, blown away by Oppenheimer. And he was like, ah, he found it boring. It's just a boring biopic, blah, blah, blah. Then he watched this. And then like a few days later after watching this, he posted in the chat like, you know, everyone's getting crazy for Oppenheimer and he found it boring, but it's like, three, four days later, and he's still thinking about Saltburn and still, and I was like, what are you thinking about? Because what is there to unpack for three days? Like, there's, what is there? It's, it's not that deep. It's what, not that. What, are you, what are you thinking about? <laughs> it, does, it does look like viewers are split in the love it or hate it realm. No, I, I don't hate understand. it. I don't hate no, it. I don't, I don't hate it. I, I just don't, don't think it's as great as people make it out to be. Yes. It's a good film. Look, it's a solid film. But it's not like a great masterpiece. It's, it's more. It's more of a good, of a, of a, of a great talking point than a movie. 
I'll put it that way. Let's do nominations. I'm I'm <laughs> thinking about Saltburn. Wait, I just want to say one thing. Emerald Fennel, as a director, directed the hell out of this. For certain shots, the way it's framed, is one shot, which I told Jimmy, is I, I love that shot, and it's incredible. It's the shot after um, Oliver does his vampire act, um, and then he gets into the bathtub, and the shot, yeah. the camera is under the water, Blood and you see, and the, it's such an incredible shot, and she does a lot of that. She directed the hell out of this. I will give I her that. I also really loved um, the one, the scene with this Jacob Elordi and the wings. Yes. You know, this yes. this angel, that's hmm, shame about that. Th- to get poisoned. Oh, <laughs> speaking of like like incredible shots, there's also that aerial shot of the maze. Yes. Which, which murders the, the maze that they were playing with yeah. like inside. That is such a great, it's such a simple shot that is it's just perfect. But you know what's the most upsetting thing for me in this entire movie? Not the the you know the dam going down in blood and all that. It's the fact that Saltburn is a real place. That's someone's house when I was that's a real place. Okay, Kevin, calm down. Don't go Oliver on these people. <laughs> but look, I don't think people actually live there. It's probably more like a no. It's an estate. They went and they got to someone's estate and they shot the whole thing there. Mm. <laughs> I hope the person got their money's worth. And that then, person need more money, and then, and then like a deep clean after they left. <laughs> so we 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 changing, we shifting gears to something completely different, um, because. I think we need to. <laughs> Maybe. So anyway, it's it's like we were supposed to obviously record a lot of the stuff earlier, but you know, so we wanted this February. It's uh, Valentine's month, blah 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 blah. Valentine's Day is coming, God, but we're gonna still do. Um, we're still gonna like pretend like we're in love with each other and whatever. <laughs> and so Shami said we must do romance, some kind of romance or whatever. So yeah, so we we're doing romantic movies. Um. Uh, so I like Shamiz, this was your play, so like you should go first. I'm going with Upgraded. I think it's called Upgraded. And it's on Prime, I think. Um it it's been getting some really good reviews, which is surprising for a rom-com. <laughs> yeah, with um what is her name? Camilla Mendes. Camilla Mendes, yeah. Veronica from um, Riverdale. Riverdale. Yeah, like I was, I thought, like I watched the first season of Riverdale, which is actually pretty good. I mean, it, it goes more off the rails than Saltburn, some people would argue, um, as the story goes on. Top but, tier show. <laughs> top tier. Do you like it? For real? No, I, but I want to, I really want to watch it because of how off the rails it goes and I could be going. Well, when when they, when they brought Sabrina into it, and they suddenly you know, she's fighting the devil and everything, and it's like, oh, this is the great Archie. But to be honest, to be honest, I know it's off the, I know we're getting off topic here, but to be honest, that is actually true to the Archie comics. No, I respect yeah, yeah. because I, the Archie comics have off. no boundaries. They will just throw any of the wackiest idea. There is an Archie versus Predator comic out there. Archie versus Predator. Ones. Wait, and, and also Archie versus the Punisher. Yes. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I've seen that. that those comics go apeshit. They don't care. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, okay, cool. Uh, Camilla Mendes, yeah? 
Yeah, I think mm-hmm. she, I think she is it a movie that she's in that's on the, Netflix. It's, it's a, a high school movie. thing. Itong, know, maybe not the no, no, no. It's an older movie. It's yeah. like um, she and her husband buy like this house, and then this they like discover a crate full of money, and the people that. The criminals that hid the money they try to get the money back. It's actually a fun movie, and she's really good in it. I just um, know her from that Duty Benj movie. No, I haven't watched that. I, I know that, but that's the with um, Sansa Stark. Sansa. As well. Yeah. yeah. Um, okay, so upgraded. Uh, that's Shamiza's pick. Uh, Shadi. Wait, give me a second. I'm busy. My light is also here. Like, <laughs> okay. I'm going okay. for a bit of, of rom-com. I'm going with The Lost City. Something light and fluffy. That oh. I actually haven't seen yet. And I really want That's to a good one. one. It's, it's a, a good one. one. No. I'm, I'm not going to go light and fluffy. Me, um, <laughs> I'm going to go with Past Lives. It's, um, which is yeah. all the award ceremony, Oscar nominated, everything. It is apparently a a flying milky to the chest, apparently, of a movie. I say it's heavy, but it's not. It's, uh, yeah, it's, it's a romantic drama, but they say uh, just like prepare, prepare to feel all your feels, basically. No, man. You, we just went through like a lot now, and I want so, to take us more. So I need you guys to help me because I was actually also going to pick past last because I didn't want to pick a romantic comedy. Because yes. that's, that's such an obvious choice. But Kerbin beat me to it. So I had like backups, but now I can't decide between the backups, right? So I got four options. <laughs> Help oh. me out. <laughs> right? So Eternal Sunshine of the Spotless Mind. Fantastic. Right? I have not seen that movie, and I feel like that's like a hate crime. I've just yes. been meaning to watch it and I just never got around to it. Uh, Who thinks that Zeta's done wrong? (laughs) Me too, though. Have you never seen it either? Okay. We all think Shambiz is done wrong. So, uh, before Sunrise, uh, Ethan Hawke, uh, Richard Linkletter, director, which is like supposed to be like just one of the great romantic movies. And Julie Delphi. I could not remember her name. Right? Uh, So, that's like one of the great romantic movies. And then there was this this random comedy I found on Netflix when I first subscribed called Ali's Wedding, which never has, which I have which has no chance of winning. So I'm probably not going to pick it. But I really, I really think, recommend you watch I it. I think I've watched it. I've not. It was like when I like when I first first. It's probably the second or third thing that I watched on Netflix. So it's this. It's an Australian, Australian movie. Yes, I've watched this. I've actually it's watched so this. It's so good and it's so fun about this this guy, this Muslim guy who's like the son of the imam in his community. And there's this girl that he likes. And then they, but he's not very wise about his deen, right? Uh, he's not very wise, about, even though he's the son of the imam, right? And so then he meets this girl and they like each other. And then he tells, then they get married according to what he thinks. So that, because she's like, I'm not going to be with you if we're not married. And so then they, but they're not really married because they don't know what they're doing. And then they pretend to be married so that they can be together and they like have this life and stuff. And it's very funny and very heartfelt or whatever. And it was just like, I've never, I didn't even know there were that many Muslims in Australia. (laughs) (laughs) So that was interesting. But it was just also nice to see a movie like that was so rooted in like 
Muslimness, even though it was like the Iraqi, um, the like Iraqi experts. So that's one. And then the other one, no, not at all. No one. <laughs> maybe I, one day we must do a nomination, like movies that nobody's heard of. <laughs> um, I'm gonna like if if those are your choices, Eternals, Sunshine. I can't... What's the fourth one? Wait, you got a fourth no, got choice. The fourth one is Our Souls at Night. I, I have to uh, go. Eternal sunshine. Eternal sunshine. I have to like. It's. Do you guys know? You know what that no, movie is? No. That's um, um, what the Sundance Kid? What is Eternal Sunshine? The actor that plays the Sundance Kid. Oh, uh, um, um, Robert Redford. Yes. Robert Redford, Jane Fonda. They are like these two old people. And then one day she just comes to his house and she like knocks on his door and she says to him, look, we've been neighbors for like 20 odd years, like for like almost 40 years. Your wife is dead. My husband is dead. Do you think we should have supper together just so that we have familiar people, like people our age to talk to? And then those two people just have supper together because they have nothing else to do and they fall in love and it is so beautiful and lovely and it makes my heart sing. And it's also like a fucking masterclass in acting. Like these That's people. It's really lovely. It's so lovely. It's like, honest to God, of the movie, like it's not going to win because nobody has heard of this film, right? But if you want a romantic movie, this is the fucking movie. It is Eternal Sunshine. Eternal Sunshine. Oh, yes. <laughs> okay, cool. I'm gonna watch Eternal Sunshine on the spot of mine. But next time I can't believe you haven't seen it. Like it's such a great film. I know most of what happens just from like movie at osmosis, but I've never actually watched it from beginning to end. Go watch it now. Go watch it right now. <laughs> okay, so my nomination is Eternal Sunshine of the Spotless Mind. Cool. That's it. We let never talk about salt burn again. I'm just going to send you part, part of the pictures from now on. Just and to I will kick oh, you out no. of the WhatsApp group. Thank you very much. Bye. 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 Slow